You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. The text line is being very unkind to our guy, Nick the Quick Price. <laughs> We're on our Find a New Producer World Tour. We're also in the Trip Around the World in Kansas City World Tour. Yesterday, we were at the Community Blood Center. Today, we're getting ready for our ultimate Christmas party starting at 6 o'clock over at Kansas Hall. We're inside Fuel right now, right next door. So Nick the Quick is filling in today. And as you would expect, the text line now hates Nick. <laughs> Rough. Text line 69306. I never thought I would be saying this. But where's Spec? We need him. Oh, no. The next, see, I know what you're doing, man. Spec's the boss man now, so now you're kissing up to Spec. The next, I'm just reading the text line. <laughs> the next text. You guys got to let Nick go. He's so bad. His minute was like unseasoned chicken. Oh, no. <laughs> oh come on. That's, come actually, on. that's pretty hilarious. It's pretty funny. That's but. as bad as it gets. Nick, you okay, that, you okay back there, big guy? Yeah, you okay? I, I, I think I'll stick it out. I'll be all right. Yeah, maybe, you know. So today's pop quiz was presented by Victory Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. The winner got $25 at Twin Peaks. Forrest Gump was today's pop quiz. I'm going to go on a limb. Nick's going to be with us tomorrow. I'm going to guess that Shawshank Redemption is one of his five favorite movies. So I'm sure that will be the pop quiz for tomorrow. We are happy to be joined by Joel Thorman from Ohead Pride. Pete Sweeney, a.k.a. the Internet's least favorite person earlier today, <laughs> joining us on the drive. How are you doing, man? Yeah, you're catching some, here. You're catching some heat, dude. I know people are not happy with some of the the takes flying today. So let me read to you guys what Pete Sweeney texted <laughs> or tweeted earlier today. And I'm telling you the text line in Twitter was barbecuing Pete Sweeney today. He sent a tweet right after the Chiefs released that video. So the Chiefs released the hype video. Right. Eric Berry is the first image you see. He's running out of the tunnel. He's getting you fired up. They show all these other things. They go back to EB. Fanning is treating it like it's the Loch Ness Monster. I won't believe it until I see him on the field. He's <laughs> Absolutely, not man. I'm like he's, he's day-to-day. 100% he's playing in this one. So Pete then has like a side-eye emoji for <laughs> the coolest 15-second video that the Chiefs have maybe released so far this year. Side-eye Pete emoji. doesn't like it. And then he tweets this out, and I'm telling you, Pete was getting cooked by everybody on my timeline. I saw it. Forgive me. As I withhold my excitement for 15 to 20 snaps by a player who has missed 30 straight games. Patrick Mahomes is playing tomorrow. That's something to get juiced about. Man. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I'm telling you, it was like mean tweets. Pete, you got to answer for that, man. How could you – how in that moment, when everybody's excited about Eric Berry, how can you be the one to say, you know what, guys, you shouldn't be that excited about it? Why did you choose to be that guy on the internet today? I listen. I don't. I don't just spit out hot takes all the time. I tweet out or I tweet out what I think. And in that moment, I'm looking at this team. They're 11 and two without Eric Berry. He's missed two seasons. Now we're supposed to be excited about limited time, maybe tomorrow after being kind of 
bamboozled a little bit by the team, whether it be Barry, whether he's playing or not. I'm just, listen, be excited about your quarterback, who's clearly the next Aaron Rodgers, next Brett Favre. I'll be excited about Eric Berry when I see him play on the field to begin with, and I'll be excited to see when he's back to his all-pro form. What are we excited about? Nobody even knows what this guy's going to look like. I don't even think it's a hot take. I think it's a hot take because of the name. This is a player who's the most paid player at his position, and he's missed 29 games in two seasons. If that was anybody else in the city, people would be barking. I look at Alex Gordon, and that's a, that's a sport that doesn't even have a salary cap. I don't think it's a hot take. People are just in love with this guy. It, it, what he said wasn't wrong, but you don't have a pulse if you didn't get a little fired up watching that video or see him. How do you work? What are we fired up about, though? What are we? What are we fired up about? I'll make the argument of what you should be fired up about is because we we led the show with this today. I think it's the final piece of the puzzle that the Chiefs, to me, sent a clear message to its fan base after the Eric Thomas thing. What happened? Everybody said they were going to get Eric Thomas. I believe Therese. They were going to get Earl, Earl Thomas. He broke his leg. You're not getting Earl Thomas right. at that point. That this was the major addition. It was, wait for Justin Houston to get back. He's back. It was, wait for Daniel Sorensen. The fact that the Chiefs had people anticipating the return of Daniel Sorensen is maybe the greatest PR they've done since hiding all the information about <laughs> well, He's Kareem got a good Hunt. nickname. It is Dirty Dan. I mean, that's dirty Dan. Well, he's dirty, because, he's got that going he's dirty yeah. because opposing wide receivers are doing him dirty on the field yeah, okay. every single game. Fair enough. And then in this one, the final piece of the puzzle with their defense is Eric Berry. That if you are holding out hope right. that this defense can – substantially improve itself. Man, that improvement ain't coming from Steven Nelson. That improvement's not coming from Orlando Skandrick. The offense is world-class. Their offense can win a Super Bowl. Man, we've had questions about their defense. I think the excitement is you get a guy who, if he comes back 80%, 85%, he could be the fourth best person on your defense. No other team in the NFL, I would say maybe aside from the Rams and Aqib Tlaib, are adding that kind of impact player this late in the season. I just think... We don't even know what this guy, and you're, and you're right, maybe he's 75%, maybe he's 80%. We don't even know what we're excited about. Nobody knows what this guy's going to look like. I don't even know if Eric Berry knows what he's going to look like. Pete, you're a smart man. You know that? Have I ever I'm told you that? I hope he gets on the field. Yeah. I hope he's 100%. But until I see that, what are we excited about? What? That's my yeah, question. You, yeah, the, the hope. You're, you're, you're excited about the hope. This is potentially the best second half of the season. Potentially, maybe. Uh, uh, addition at your, at your biggest weakness. Yeah, but, but, I, but I, I think you can be both, can't you? I mean, because I'm excited to see the hype video. I'm excited to see Eric Berry play. But I think it's also to fair to wonder, like, where Pete and I are at. What are we going to get out of this dude? You know, because nobody knows. You can come out and say you're, you think you're going to see Eric, the Eric Berry that got the pickoff on the two-point conversion in Atlanta. You can, say, you can think you're going to come out and get the Eric Berry that, that makes big plays and big hits and all that stuff. Or you might see a guy that suits up for the game and plays two snaps. And that guy's not going to more than likely have a big impact. I just don't know. I don't know because it's, he's day-to-day. He's this, he's that. I don't, Bob, Uncle Bob stuttering over what the hell's going to happen, you know, with, with Eric Berry. That's so normal, I, though. I, but I just don't know what's going to – I don't know what the deal is. I'm like, do I want to see him play? Absolutely. Am I all juiced? I have no idea what we're going to get out of Eric Berry. And that's my thing, too. Like I said, I want to go on record. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I look stupid. But you know what I'm excited about tomorrow? Patrick Mahomes beating the Chargers because that's the thing you can be sure of. You have a quarterback. That's what you should be excited about this game. I don't care if Eric Berry plays 10 snaps. But let me ask this question, though, to you, Brad, because we've gone back and forth about page management. And you were saying sure. that Barry thinks, you know, Barry's not going to go until he's 100 percent comfortable. Yeah. Do we think that the Chiefs or Eric Barry goes out there on the field if he can't at least give it a go? Now, I'm not saying that Eric Barry at this point can play in 50 snaps of the game or play 80 snaps, however many snaps it takes defensively for this game. I don't think Eric Barry's coming out there for two snaps, though. Like, I don't know if you do everything that the Chiefs have done to get him back healthy and knowing how quickly we are approaching the NFL playoffs for Eric Barry to go out there and play five snaps in this game. I think at a minimum he plays a fourth of the game. 
Yeah, I, I, just, I don't think Eric Berry knows how many snaps he can play based on the injury. That's the biggest thing that I have. Again, it's not a quad. It's not a hammy. You know, it's not something like that. It's a bone spur rubbing on an Achilles. And you're telling me that Eric Berry, the Chiefs, can really sit back and tell you exactly and how much they're going to get out of him tomorrow night. I don't think he knows. I don't think the Chiefs know. So if it's about pain management with an injury like that, and you haven't been in this situation since week one of last year, he doesn't know. The Chiefs don't know. But it's time for him to go out there and give it a shot. I can't believe I'm the positive one. I know a lot of fans will will disagree with this, and it just is what it is. I'm going to be the one to say it. I don't care. Let's address the elephant in the room. Buzz Killington, Pete Sweet. (laughs) I'm happy to give that to somebody else. Separate just the two instances of Eric Berry's career. He fights cancer. It's inspirational. It's great. After that, it's another separate story. If, if he doesn't have that backstory, fans are not happy with this contract. And that is just the truth. That's the truth. I agree with that. I mean, I, I agree with you. I don't think you can remove that part from it because that's certainly part of Eric Berry's popularity. And I think that maybe props Berry up. Like, I don't agree with you at the core of it. I think the hope is... Their safety position has been so bad this year. Right. It, that again, it's the weakest position for that sure. Again, they got you excited about the return of Daniel Sorensen. That's how bad <laughs> it was at safety. It was like, man, you know what? This defense is going to be a lot better when they get there. No, their defense is the same with Daniel Sorensen because he's not that good. Eric Murray's not that good. I don't know what happened to Jordan Lucas. I have absolutely no clue. I don't know buried, where he is. Buried for some reason. Yeah, I have absolutely no right. clue what happened to Jordan Lucas. I liked him the middle part of the season. I think it is that you still have the ghost of 2003, that their offense was the best in the NFL, but, man, they needed 5% more on defense. They needed 10% more on defense. The hope is Eric Berry's that 5%. The hope is he's that 10%. If he's that 5-10%, you represent the AFC for the Super Bowl. Like, th- th- that's where I think the hope is. I don't think you need it right away. You don't need it tonight. Like, you, you talked about him playing a fourth of the game. Like, I, I could see him playing 20, 30 snaps, something like that, maybe even less. Uh, but I think you're, you're, you're starting to look at this, like, further down the line. Like, you need to get Barry ready for, you know, have him play in a full game by week 17. Or maybe he's 75% of the way by the end of the season, and you're getting him ready for the playoffs. Because the first, like, the next game that really matters for the Chiefs is going to be, what, mid-January? Like, a month from now? No, I, I think Second this, round of the playoffs? I, Joel, I think this game matters. Man, you've got to win two of the next three to get home field and have everything come to, to guarantee yourself that. I think this game is, is, is the biggest game right now. And I'm not trying to sound like a corny coach or anything. Well, you know, this game is the, big, the biggest game. This game is our you – know, The next game is the biggest Yeah, but, I mean, I think Carrington made a really good point yesterday. He goes, the last thing you want to do is to have to go to Seattle on the road on Sunday night football and have to win that game and the Oakland game, which I'm – Chiefs are obviously going to win the Oakland game, in my opinion, here in Kansas City. But being forced to go on the road and win at Seattle on Sunday night football is not easy. No. And so that's why I think tomorrow night's game is huge. It's, I think Barry's almost like a separate storyline here. I think the Chiefs go in and beat the Chargers with or without Eric Barry. They've done that for the last, whatever, Pete, you know the number, nine games in a row or something row. like nine that. Row, yeah. um, so I don't think that that's – the, the storyline for this game. I think Barry's a separate thing, getting them ready for the playoffs. Chiefs are going to go in. They should beat the Chargers with or without Eric Barry. Like, I don't think Eric Barry's 20 snaps is going to be the difference maker here. I think you can win the Super Bowl without him. I just, for me, and, and it wasn't any like, major disrespect to Eric Barry, but it's a little, I just find it like slightly disrespectful to just the rest of the team because they're a Super Bowl contender with or without him. They are. And here's the thing, too. I mean, <laughs> were the Chiefs beyond? And, Pete, you worked over there. Are the Chiefs beyond saying, hey, let's get Barry ready to go. We'll play him five snaps. We'll put out a 
promotion video to get everybody all juiced up and barely use him in that game just to get everybody fired up before this thing? They they could do that. Yes, reasonably, that could be a thing that happens. Sure. Yeah. I I don't think there's any way he plays less than 10 snaps. Yeah, I think he plays a decent amount of the game. Five is 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 use that promotion video and use, as you said, the introduction video of Eric Berry to get everybody mega juiced up. And let's be honest, the majority of the people that go to the game who got about 17 beers in them in the parking lot, <laughs> are they going to be keeping an eye on 29 on every snap? Are they counting to make sure you got Maybe. 11 or 12 guys? What package are they in? Wow, is that covered too? No. Man, if they see Eric Berry run out of the tunnel, they see him suited up, Berry's playing. You know, and then you go on with the game and it jacks the stadium up and everybody's is going crazy. I'm just, I just hope it's not a troll job by the chief to just use that to use him running out to get everybody fired up and get uh, and get an emotional advantage. You know, I, if he, if he's see, ready to play, get him out there, let him play. I see the opposite. Because they put that video out, that means he's going to play a lot yeah. more. Like I I would I would be very very surprised if he goes out there and doesn't play at all. They've waited this long. There would have been it would have been no big deal to wait one more week. Like yeah. I think he plays a I'll, I'll, I'll put the over-under at 20 snaps. Yeah, and, and this is the game that I had circled the entire time. The entire time. This game for him to come back. I just they, they were so vague about it, you know, the first couple of days before this video comes out. That's when I was just starting to get irritated with the Chiefs. I mean, the Chiefs have been vague about Eric Berry's injury the entire yeah. season. But I figured like the if last you knew he was going to play, and then they just told say you it. Today. I, mean, today, I, I would say today they told yeah. you that he was going to play. They, they used it as promotion to sell tickets for it. They told yeah. you Eric Berry was going to play. Now we'll see how long and how effective he is. Coming up in just a bit, speaking of injuries, there's a lot of injuries on both sides of the field. How do we think that affects this matchup? We'll talk about it coming up. It's the drive. The Drive, presented by Tecate. Back in on The Drive, Carrington here, Fanning here, Pete here, Joel here. It is our Arrowhead Pride Roundtables. We do every Wednesday at 3 o'clock. We are at Fuel right next to Kansas Hall, where we have our ultimate Christmas party. Stop by. It is for the price of on the house. And we got a pizza buffet. Where can you go in Kansas City? Pizza buffet? For two hours, all you can eat pizza. Doesn't cost anything, man. You cannot beat that. You got to come stop by for our ultimate Christmas party with proceeds, 100% of them, going to Noah's Bandage Project. Pete and I might need security here tonight. I mean, seriously, we got any bodyguards around here, some bouncers? (laughs) People don't like your takes, they're going to come out and get you. Just daring to come out and say that you don't know what to expect from Eric Berry (laughs) after not playing a game in almost two years? I mean, the the nerve, the gall. Both of y'all kind of hating a little bit. Like, you just let's (laughs) be honest. Gold has come out and tell the truth. You don't even think he's going to play. You you, you don't you think he's like the lock next monster. I think this is a trick. Yeah. (laughs) I just don't trust the Chiefs. You've been kind of hating a little bit, and Pete was definitely hating. He had a side eye emoji. Yeah, but when we came came to work on Monday, I'm like, I'm fired up, man. This is going to be Eric Berry's week. This is the week we all targeted. And Andy Reid's like, I don't know. You know, it's day to day. I don't know. know." (laughs) So they were an NFL team when it comes to injuries? I don't know. Weird. That's why you mad that they were a regular NFL NFL team when it comes to injuries. No, that's, all, like, that's all they were this week. It's like it was so obvious, in my opinion, he was going to play. There. And they felt the need to play games. You know, and, and it's just irritating to me because I just wanted them to be more definitive. And when they weren't right out of the gate on Monday and on Tuesday, I'm thinking, well, maybe he's not going to play again. Maybe they're just playing us again. And I would say, you, I would say you've been had. You was took. You was hoodwinked, bamboozled, led astray, run amok. Like that's a, what you let them do. Like other NFL teams, they'll keep secrets and stuff like that. But they're usually more forthcoming with everybody else than yeah. Eric Berry. And I, so you have a point. I just got to. I just got to the point. Fanny, right, we're gonna I, have to have a tag team match. You and me seriously. versus see that. Yeah, I, I just was. Just, I was just getting to the point where. I was just getting annoyed with it all. And then if you, if you know he's going to play, you got Adam Schefter tweeting about it, Jason Lock and Floor doing his thing, and then they come out and he's like, <coughs> uh, stay today, you know, like 14 times. I'm like, come on, man. And then they come out with a, with a hype video, 
and I get it. Some fans are probably going to be pissed off at me on the text line and on Twitter, you know, because I'm not jumping on board, you know, and doing all. That. I'm just, I just get, I feel like, I feel like the Chiefs are playing us all, and it irritates me. So I want to read to you guys the injury report for this game for the Chargers and the Chiefs. So Austin Eckler is not going to play in this game. Melvin Gordon is listed as questionable. Also, Tyreek Hill is questionable. Eric Berry is questionable. Cam Irving is doubtful. Spencer Ware is doubtful. And Sammy underpaid Watkins. He is out for this game. I thought you were going to call him Sammy underpants. No, Sammy. I'm surprised uh, you even mentioned him. Yeah, yeah, Sammy underpaid Watkins. I mean, I mean, I mean, the guy. The guy. I mean, sixteen mil, five hundred yards. I mean, when I think of guys that just, I mean, How much are just is that getting, per yard are, are just getting screwed by their current contract. Sammy Watkins is one of the first guys that pops in my mind. Uh, Pete and I could talk about this a couple days ago. I think the loss of Austin Eckler is maybe a lot bigger than the casual fan would think. Man, he had 97 receiving yards the first time two, uh, these two teams played each other. He's kind of the do-everything. He can run for 75 yards. He can catch for 60 yards. He's kind of a lot like, uh, a, a lot like uh, Christian McCaffrey for the uh, Carolina Panthers. I think this is a, a, a significant loss for him, and we don't know what Melvin Gordon's status is going to be for, uh, for Thursday. It's, it certainly sounded like Melvin Gordon was more doubtful than questionable uh, throughout the week, so I think it would be huge if he doesn't play. They're, if they're missing two playmakers, um, that's significant for the Chiefs. Uh, I think it's really comes down to me the most important names on those lists, Tyreek Hill and uh, Melvin Gordon. Sounds like Melvin Gordon may not play. Tyreek Hill probably will play. Everybody else, like, I don't know if they're changing necessarily the course of the game at this point. I mean, Cam Irving's out too, so we're going to see some Jeff Allen farther down the line, but I get what you're saying. <laughs> I, uh, just a quick point on Gordon. I just think it's interesting that here we are with the injury designations and Tyreek Hill, Eric Berry, and Melvin Gordon are all questionable. Tyreek Hill and Eric Berry are playing. They shouldn't have any kind of designation. And Gordon, from everything that you hear out of L.A., is a game-time decision. So to me, if Gordon doesn't play, to your point, Eckler's already out. And now you're dealing with Justin Jackson. Justin Jackson just 60 snaps on the year. So it's yeah. really going to be Rivers and Keenan Allen and some of that receiving core that are going to beat you. And if you know that, okay, you've got to stop the pass, I think that's to your advantage for sure. Yeah, and the, the other guy, too, that other back, if, if Gordon's out, is Detrez Newsom. Am I saying that name right? 11 snaps for him. Yeah, five year. carries in the game. So, I mean, like, he's – they don't have that there. And, and I was trying to make this point earlier in the show. If Gordon doesn't play, to put it in perspective for Chiefs fans, he's essentially Kareem, uh, Kareem Hunt. Like, that's the kind of year that he's had. He's missed the last couple of games with an injury, but the numbers are similar. Really good receiver, really good running back, scored a ton of touchdowns. That's essentially what the Chargers are losing if he's not able to play. Chiefs haven't quite missed Kareem Hunt, have they? Not yet, not yet. Really proven that running backs aren't worth that much because they just went right on rolling without him. I think about the playoffs when it comes to Kareem. I mean, I, I think when you get into the cold and the winter and just the way playoffs have been in the past, don't get me wrong, the offense obviously has been way different this year. You need a running back. I think Spencer Weir can handle it. It's just can he get back from what this injury that is now keeping him out of Thursday night. Are you guys worried about Tyreek at all in this game? Because I know Tyreek is supposed to play in this game. I do expect him to play. But it seemed pretty clear to me the last yeah. 15, 20 snaps of that game against the Ravens. He was clearly hobbled clearly playing on adrenaline, was clearly banged up in this game. It's going to be cold. Who knows what the elements are going to look like. Are you guys worried at all about Tyreek in this match? Definitely worried. I saw Everybody saw the same thing as you. He was limping pretty bad out there. 
Um, anytime, like, an explosive guy who takes those cuts that he does, like you have an injury anywhere on your legs, um, not good, uh, especially on a short week. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely concerned about that. In fact, when I was watching that game uh, last Sunday, I was thinking, uh-oh, like, if they sit him on Thursday, like, I'm on board with that. Because, uh, you know, the, the, the season's more about getting ready for uh, things later on in the year at this point. So I'm, I'm somewhat surprised that they were so quickly to say he was ready. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I mean, our guy Ty, there's a headline on ESPN right now that said Chiefs to be without some key weapons uh, against the Chargers. And Tyreek Hill is one of those guys like, I don't know. I mean, he's got a heel and a wrist. I mean, there's two things there. He's playing. Us. I, I think he'll. He, I think he'll give it a go. I think he'll give no, it a I go. Think, I think he'll be. I mean, if you saw him toward the end of Sunday, he was still dominating opposing def, the defensive players. Yeah, but, you know, but, on one but foot. That's, I think that's the thing, though, Pete. Though, like, it's one thing when the adrenaline's cooking in a game situation. It's Monday, Tuesday, oh, but Wednesday. Brad, don't worry. We got Eric Berry to oh, inject boy. the. See, adrenaline. See, I was trying to get away from that. I mean, how much adrenaline is Eric Berry going to give to Tyreek? Oh, hundred percent. Everyone yeah. will play by the time Berry comes out. I can't believe that both of you guys. <laughs> not don't put me with Pete it. on that one, man. I'm going to this way. Goodness gracious. Did he get the approval to wear the cape during the game or not? <laughs> they, just, they just fire each other up. I know. Take it to I just another didn't know. level. I mean, like you have to go to the commission to be able to wear a cape in the game, don't you? I mean, I'm just asking. I got it's a, a fair question. I got a question for you guys. I put a toss-up uh, on my Twitter account today. Who plays more snaps, Kelvin Benjamin or Eric Berry? <laughs> Good question. That's a Barry. great question. Barry, for sure, I think. Because – Brad has Barry playing three snaps. No, see, now you're making stuff up. I had him playing five. Um, I'll say Eric Barry uh, because I'm not – I really don't know how much you're going to get out of, of Kelvin Benjamin. If you got Tyreek, you still got Demarcus Robinson yeah. and, and, uh, and Chris Conley. So, the wide receiver, to me, isn't a real big issue. Who are you taking it's off good. the field for Kelvin Benjamin? Like, yeah. if you give him Demarcus Robinson snaps, like – Demetrius okay. Harris, maybe? I don't know. Austin Ryder <laughs> would be my guess. Maybe in the red yeah. zone you can see joke. Kelvin Benjamin. The safe bet is Barry, and it just goes into the fact that Andy Reid's playbook is a, a, a mammoth to learn. So, having to do that in one week is impossible. And Barry's been here all year for – you know, he hasn't been yeah. on the field. But he knows this defense. Yeah. He should be on the field for more snaps than Benjamin. But it's probably going to be closer than you think. Coming up in just a bit, we continue our Arrowhead Pride Roundtable with Joel Thorman and Pete Sweeney. Coming up, why should you believe this is the time that the Chargers beat the Chiefs? We'll talk about that coming up. It's The Drive. The Drive, presented by Tecate. Coming up in just a bit, I got something wrong yesterday. I'll explain what it was. And I think I figured it out with Eric Berry. We'll talk about that coming up in just a bit. But right now, we have our Arrowhead Pride Roundtable. It is Pete Sweeney. It is Joel Thorman from Arrowhead Pride. Before we start talking about the Los Angeles Chargers, I want to play for you guys what Phillip Rivers had to say about the streak. You guys know the streak I'm talking about. The Chargers have not beat the Chiefs since 2013. Chase Daniel was the quarterback, and the Chiefs had rested 20 of 22 starters. This is what Rivers had to say about the streak. Hit it, Nick. I mean, it depends where you start the streak. <laughs> if we go way back, it's not, you know, so we can make stats say whatever we want. So, um, <laughs> We, we we kick off on Thursday. Um, this game, this we'll see we'll see what happens on Thursday. Kind of each game to me stands alone. Yes, you're right. You can make stats say whatever you want. Yeah, the cold so hard facts are: the last nine times that the Chiefs and Chargers have competed in an NFL exhibition game, the Chargers have been on the losing side <laughs> yeah. of that. It's pretty this incredible. Is, this is maybe where I'm at. Like very simplistic in looking at this game. Why should I believe the Chargers are now equipped to beat the Kansas City Chiefs? Because I fell for it at the beginning of the season. I picked the Chargers Same. to win the AFC West. They were at home. It's week one. I'm thinking, if you can't beat the Chiefs in this scenario, 
When are you going to beat them? And I told myself at that point, I will never pick the Chargers over the Chiefs again until they beat them. I'd rather be late to the party than early when it comes to the Chargers. Why should I believe this is the time that the Chargers finally do it on Thursday night? Maybe the games have been close sometimes. I don't know. I, I, I don't really have a great argument for why you should pick the Chiefs. Uh, it is a pretty incredible – excuse me, the Chargers. It is a pretty incredible streak because uh, it's not like the Chargers are a bad team. It's not like you're talking about the Raiders here who have been so bad for so long that I'm surprised you haven't beat them 15 times in a row. Uh, so, no, I, I – don't have a great reason other than the Chiefs just always win these games. Yeah, Andy Reid. Andy Reid yeah. is, is the reason why. They always have such a huge coaching advantage, and it really shows against the Chargers. I mean, the biggest thing, too, is, I mean, the Chargers are coming here. You know, I was getting crushed on the text line last year like Pete is today. You know, when I said the Chiefs were going to go out to the Oakland and lose on a Thursday night game because of the short turnaround and everything that goes into it. The Chargers, to me, have no shot no. tomorrow night in this game. Like, none. Especially if Melvin Gordon doesn't play. You're coming to Arrowhead. You're losing a day of practice because you've got to fly two time zones to get over here. You've got three fewer days uh, rest. they got no chance to snap that streak. The, w- the one thing I do think about is the Chargers have more to play for. The Chiefs are playing for playoff seating at this point. They're, they're in. Uh, Chargers um, still have a shot to win the West. Uh, it just feels like the Chargers have more to gain with a win than the Chiefs do. So that's the only reason I think you – you have for the Chargers. I think yeah. I mean, I think yes, and, and to an extent, no, because it's just such a swing game. Because if the Chiefs win this game and the Steelers somehow beat the New England Patriots at Heinz Field on Sunday, you're done. The season's yeah. done. You don't even need the last two games. You're, you're you yeah. got a first first seed and home field advantage. And if you lose this game, then all of a sudden. Sunday night in Seattle, and who knows what happens against the Raiders. Yeah. We, you know, it was a seven-point game last time. You're all of a sudden could drop to the fifth seed with the loss if the Chargers went out. So I think there's stuff to, to play for on both sides, but I think CDOT, you're right. Like, there's no reason, no matter who's playing or what, to think the Chargers, I think especially if you, if you take into account that Melvin Gordon is up in the air and won't be 100%, have yeah. a chance to win no. this game. No, I'm with you because, I mean, CDOT and I kind of go back and forth on what we think the Chiefs' biggest weakness is on defense. I think it's the run game. He thinks it's the back end of the secondary. So if, if the Chiefs' defense in, in, in the run game is the biggest weakness and Melvin Gordon's out, right. more than likely, Austin Eckler's out, and you got Justin Jackson, seventh-round pick that's a rookie out of Northwestern, and did Trez Newsome. He had about five carries. How many snaps has he had this year? Eleven. So basically you've got, they, they lose the running game. Phillip Rivers can't move around. The Chiefs get to the quarterback as well as any team in the league. I, I, I don't see it. And I know Rivers is one of those guys that – you know, is not turning the football over this year like he has in years past, but I just don't see it happening. It'd be different if it was a noon game on Sunday, maybe, and Gordon was playing. Full week of rest. Yeah. Then, I, then I'd be like, okay, maybe. You know, then you got me scared a little bit. But on Thursday night, it's supposed to rain, it's supposed to be cold. Coming in from Southern California, no way, man. The Chargers have no shot in this game. I think you can write down Rivers for 200-something yards, maybe one touchdown, two picks. Seems like it's that way every time he comes to Arrowhead. Nothing too special. And, Joel, I think, at least for me in this is, the Chiefs have beat the Chargers like every way you can beat an NFL team. They had a come-from-behind victory. Remember that fourth quarter, Alex Smith, that great picture he had. He's got the paint on his face. He brings him back. You think about week one, new quarterback. Man, the time to get the Chiefs was week one of this That's where they screwed up. That's where they screwed up. You you lost that game. We've seen the Chargers miss kicks at the end of the game. We've seen the Chargers fumble, uh, trying to knee the ball at the – kneel the ball at the end of regulation. Like – However you can beat an NFL team, that's how the Chiefs have beat them every single time. And to go to uh, Pete's point is, man, Andy Reid just never loses games like this. Yeah. What are they, 24 of their last 25 in the AFC West? Like, they do not drop games to the Broncos, the Chargers, and the Raiders. 
They might lose to anybody else. They might lose to a Buffalo Bills last year. They might lose to a New York Jets. They never lose these kind of games, especially at home. The random December loss was last week, and they somehow came out of it. Right. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see it happening this week. The, the AFC West dominance is – that's not something I saw coming when Andy Reid first came in. I knew he was a great coach, um, but I don't think people, like, appreciate how incredible it is that – how much the Chiefs dominate that division. And on Thursday night this year, home teams are 10-2. and two. You basically have everything going for you. And at the, at the end of the day, what do you look at? It's the quarterbacks. I understand Phillip Rivers probably a future Hall of Famer. I don't, I don't bet against Patrick Mahomes anymore. You can't. You just can't bet against him. You Especially have to, after last week. He is, he is reached, and this is going to be a, a positive hot take, I guess, if you will. He's reached that Tom Brady level where you can't really bet against another, another quarterback against him. No. Because I think if you look at that, at the end of that game last week, I thought they were cooked. Yeah. I, I mean, body language, situation, he, Demarcus Robinson. Fourth and nine, then fourth and three. And there were two yeah, fourth downs. Like, everyone's talking about the fourth and nine. He also yeah. had to get – And he and had, he had a dude in his face. Damian Williams. And he had a dude in his face, too. And Damian Williams, yeah, he's a, he's a pass-catching back, but where has he been in a big spot? The confidence to throw yeah. to your guy and score that touchdown, I mean, it doesn't get any yeah, better it, than that. You can't bet against him, man. You can't, and the two games – we were talking about this yesterday, too. Like, the two games the Chiefs have lost haven't been stinkers like some of the other guys. Like, right. like you can say that the Chargers lost to the Broncos in L.A. Stinker. Uh, Saints lost to the Cowboys, stinker. Rams lost to the Bears, stinker. The, the two losses the Chiefs have, they scored an outrageous amount of points in the 40s and in the 50s. The floor is so much higher this year. Isn't it? it yeah. It, you know, it, it absolutely is. We'll get you guys out of here on this. What do you think about my stance when it comes to this? I think other than New England, the hardest playoff matchup for the Chiefs is the team they just played. I think harder than the Steelers, harder than the Chargers, harder than Houston. A team that can have the ball for 11 minutes the way we saw the Ravens could last week. A team that can defend. Like, I know we talk about the fourth and nine and the fourth and three. Sure. Man, the Chiefs had 17 points at home and needed a miracle throw at the end to at least give them a chance to win that game. Baltimore played the Chiefs as tough. I would say I would say probably tougher than Los Angeles and tougher than New England when you factor in their ability to limit and their ability to keep the ball away from Patrick Mahomes. They just didn't have enough talent. They didn't make enough plays at the end the way that Brady and Goff can other than the Patriots, because they're the Patriots in January, I would want absolutely no part of the Ravens. I think that's a, I think that's a great point. The, the thing that impressed me the most was how much they got after Mahomes, how beat up he looked like all throughout the game. I was just talking to somebody before this started, and they said, you know, I'm kind of worried about the Chargers. You got Ingram on one side, Bosa on the other, and they're going to get to Mahomes. I'm like, if Mahomes throws for 377 yards and a couple of touchdowns against the Ravens, who got to him more than anybody this year, then I'm not too worried about the Chargers at this point. So, yeah, I agree with you. Their, their offense, um, like the run game of, of the Ravens, of the, excuse me, the Ravens doesn't scare me as much, but the way they hit Mahomes just like repeatedly, that's, I think that's, yeah, I, it's, it's like they always go back and say that about yeah. uh, Brady too. Like the way to get to him is you hit him repeatedly. Like Mahomes is going to be that same sort of guy. Yeah, I think he had, I, I saw a stat yesterday that he had uh, 30 throws under pressure and got hit 15 times and I think Jared Goff faced the second most pressures um, last week and it was like 15 right. I mean Mahomes was getting killed in that game and he still went out there and he won the game I think you're trending in the right direction too when it comes to home field you're not going to have to go to a Foxborough or a Pittsburgh and it's going to probably if everything goes well run through Kansas City what Baltimore brings to the table besides just their unique style of play is that nothing to lose factor. These other teams that come in, I feel like it's just a different deal where there's so much pressure to win. Baltimore, if they squeak into the playoffs with Lamar Jackson, they got nothing to lose. Yeah. You kind of saw that feel, I think, on Sunday. Well, and, and the Ravens, too, by the way, they came out today and they said that um, 
you know, they said that Flacco's healthy and they're sticking with Jackson too. I mean, so that tells right. you what he's the guy they, now. Th- that tells you what they think of his play. Yeah, I mean, Flacco's just been terrible since he got that contract. Like, you want to talk about somebody that got paid and quit trying? Joe Flacco might be the starting quarterback on that team. He's been bad since. It. Let's go around real quick. Score prediction for tomorrow night: thirty-one twenty-seven Chiefs. I have thirty-five twenty-four Chiefs. It's a three and a half point spread. I think that's way low. I'm going to go thirty-one twenty-one Chiefs. I'm going to go thirty-one twenty-one in this one. So we're all kind of in the same area. I'm, yeah, I'm the so. closest. 31, I, I got a four-point game. Yeah. I actually think it's more likely that the Chiefs win by double digits than the Chargers win. How many sacks and picks does Eric Berry have, Pete? Oh, my God, 100. This guy can do it all. Yeah, yeah. Pete the hater, <laughs> Joel Thorman of Arrowhead Pride. Thanks for coming out today. Thanks, guys. guys. Hi, I'm Karis Fisher. I want to tell you about another podcast you should check out. It's called Recode Decode. Every week I talk to tech and media's key players about how they're changing our world. I interview tech executives like Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg, political figures like Hillary Clinton, and media personalities like John Carreyou, who literally wrote the book on Theranos. Once again, the name of the show is Recode Decode, hosted by me, Kara Swisher. You can find it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the show. See you there. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts.